welcome to the Will You Sit With Me podcast, a podcast all about holding space for questions, conversations, and musings about female friendships and how to navigate them. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. We're so excited to be here for another week. You know, it was crazy. I was looking back and I can't believe we started this in... April and here we are in July so thank you for being along for the ride. (laughs) I know it's so wild to think about that and what we're like 15 episodes in now. Yeah it's insane so thank you to everyone who's continued to listen. Um, We're super excited about this week's episode because this is totally something that we've like danced around for 15 episodes and we decided maybe it was time to finally address it. I feel like this is the first of probably many episodes on this because this isn't an easy thing to do, but I think everyone has experienced that in a friendship. So this week's episode is going to be all about signs that you might be ready to end a friendship. We got this um, from Nedra Glover Tawab, who is absolutely amazing. Um, We'll tag her on Instagram. If you don't follow her, please do. She's so insightful um, and creates like amazing and like super great content. But she came up with a list and then we've added to it, Mm -hmm. um, which was really fun. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I'm excited to see where this goes. (laughs) I am too. And going off of the B from last episode, she is a boundaries expert, which I think is so awesome. And her kind of like tagline is I help people create healthy relationships with themselves and others. And I just love that because I feel like it's, you know, it's a constant battle to be creating a healthy relationship with yourself. And then something that we talk about so much on this podcast too, is creating healthy relationships with your friends and everyone else out there. So she felt like the perfect person to kind of pull inspiration from for, for this one. Yes. And without further ado, we can just jump in, I think, right? Sure. Let's do it. All right. You want to read the first one? Yeah. I'll read the first one. Okay. Number one is you dread spending time with them. Like, oh my God, we all know, like, okay here's the thing about about each of these is like you know who this is Mm -hmm. like when we said that you know who it is (laughs) and it's such a weird feeling too to go from like really looking forward to seeing each one of your Mm. friends and then all of a sudden it's like every time that you either like have to see them you're just like oh I do not want to do that or two like I think now it's become a little a little bit more normalized to talk about this, but, like, you get, like, anxious to see them, yeah. too, you know? Yeah, totally. That was going to be one of the things that, like, if we were going to add stuff that I could see adding, but I felt like this one kind of embodied that feeling of, like, anxiety that you can have when you're meeting up with a friendship or meeting, up, you know, up with a friend and have a friendship that just doesn't fit anymore. Like, I think that this is one of the, like, ways that it manifests and a lot of times I think we ignore this because of obligation Mm -hmm. absolutely and also one thing that I feel like we should probably like disclose at the top or just mention is if you feel like you have any of these signs that we are talking about that Nedra mentions or maybe one of the ones that we added or maybe you feel all of them or some of them Hopefully you feel none of them, but I feel like that's not the case. (laughs) We're definitely not saying like end the the friendship, but I think it's one of those good things to kind of 
take account of and and think to yourself like it's kind of like what we talked about last week right it's like the framework around understanding Mm -hmm. like oh like actually maybe I didn't realize that I was failing this way and like having the language to be like yeah I actually do dread spending time with them like how do I figure out how to not have that feeling or like fix the relationship with my friend you know so definitely not saying that any of these relationships are doomed if you feel any of these things that we're about to talk about but a good kind of note to say like okay like actually I am feeling these three ways like how can I work with this person to hopefully get to a better place yes no I love that thank you so much for for calling that out again yeah this is not about like cut them out this is about bad friendship it's just like signs that you might be ready to end a friendship it's like these are just things for consideration again giving language and tools around noticing how you feel in your relationships and and how you're showing up to your friendships like maybe you know you're not showing up the way that you want to be or, or vice versa like this is such a great framework for you to then kind of check in and be like why is it that I feel this way yeah exactly and maybe you know to to Nedra's point maybe it's time to just redraw the boundaries you know like I think Mm -hmm, that that's how you can maybe end a toxic piece of a friendship with someone is just redrawing the boundaries and you can kind of move on to a better version of the friendship that you have with people yes I love that I love that so much (laughs) (laughs) okay number two uh number two is something that I feel like everyone has felt which is you're constantly feel annoyed with this person and I think this happens and I don't know, Lydia, do you feel this way too, where I feel like this is one of those things that's like a slow burn, right? Mm. Where it kind of comes out of nowhere, where it's like, everything's fine, everything's fine, you start to get a little bit annoyed here, a little bit annoyed there, and then all of a sudden, it's like everything that they do (laughs) annoys you. You know, like the way that they breathe annoys you. (laughs) And so... Oh my god, yes. (laughs) And that's like something I had to learn the hard way too, is that like, oh my gosh, this person isn't quite unquote annoying it's that I am annoyed with them like it's a me thing Mm -hmm. you know oh no 100% which I think again kind of goes back to one of our earlier points of like what is it about it that's like annoying to you like it's definitely not them it's probably (laughs) you Mm -hmm. you know for whatever reason and it can be like totally valid but I think in situations like this it's good to notice like if you can trace it back to like when did you start feeling annoyed? Was it something that they did? Is it something that they said? Because usually there is like, I would say like that, that kind of like tipping point moment of like, where you then started to have that like feeling change where now it's like shifting towards annoyance with everything. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Do you want to say the next one? I sure can. Okay. Um, you've changed and your relationship doesn't fit who you are. We could do a whole episode around this because I feel like this is at the age of 26 or however Mm -hmm. old we are I feel like this is one of the big ones where you kind of look around and you start realizing that some of the relationships that you have had who have been really near and dear friends to you and maybe there's actually like nothing wrong but you're just in different places you know Mm -hmm. and like it's totally understandable that people outgrow relationships and if it just doesn't fit who you are anymore like it's one of the the ending of a friendship where it's like it's to no fault of anyone it just kind of is what it is you know 
Yeah, I think it's it's that thing of like sometimes you just grow in in different directions, mm-hmm. and that's and that's totally okay. But I think out of all of them, like this is one of the ones that to me would be the hardest to overcome because depending yeah. on how you've changed, it's not necessarily just like a conversation or um, you know something like that that I feel like can can solve it. Like if you have fundamentally changed from your friend, like that could be something that is really like irreparable, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say definitely oh, hardest to overcome, <laughs> but potentially the easiest to get over. Yeah. No, you know? I agree because it is kind of one of those things. Like when you're dating, and you both know, like you like them as a person, right? Like. You're like, this is, like, you know, you're lovely, and I think that you're you're awesome, but, like, we're just, like, no, like, this relationship no longer serves us. Like, I think that you mm-hmm. can kind of leave with that peace of mind. There's not that, like, lingering, like, oh, but if I had only done this, it's kind of like, no, like, um, yeah, I think it can be the most amicable parting of the ways in a friendship, yeah. too. It's a good point. Yeah, and I know I have at least one friend like this, and we still talk, you know? It's like, we mm-hmm. just don't see each other that often, we don't keep up as often, but, like, we still talk here and there, you know, because we're still yeah. friends. It's just, like, we're not, we're not, like, on um, that speaking level that I consider, like, my, you know, cl- closer friends to be on, you know? So it's a little mm-hmm. bit, a little bit different, I think, than that one. Totally. Happens. And I feel like this is one of the ones, too, where I don't know that there's any conversation that happens that you necessarily, like, yeah. say, like, our relation, our friendship is over. I feel like it's one of those things that just kind of happens naturally. Like, you just kind of drift apart and, like, Mm-hmm. it's no hard feelings like everyone's kind of like you know whatever but um I don't think it's something that is necessarily like dramatic would you say yeah mm-hmm. well it usually feels mutual too you know where mm-hmm. like sometimes the constantly feeling annoyed or dreading spending time with I think can feel very one-sided you yeah. know but but this one is much more mutual and I think usually at least in in my experience of what I've had happen and then what I've also heard from other people too it's like you both agree, and then all of a sudden, it's just been, like, eight months since you last talked, you know? And it's yeah. like, oh, like, I totally forgot that I don't talk to them anymore, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think the only way I can see this, like, being, like, tough or you would have to have, like, a conversation about it is if, like, you personally feel like you've changed in some very profound way for whatever reason, and, like, that other person, like, really doesn't get it, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, and is still kind of trying to, like hit you up or whatever like that's the only time I could see like maybe having to have like a conversation about it you know what I mean where maybe it isn't mutual maybe they haven't changed in a different way like you're the one who's like changed for whatever reason do you want to read the next one let's do it all right so the next one is you avoid their text or phone calls Ooh, see this one's hard because sometimes I just ignore people's texts or phone calls because I'm you know an introvert but I think it's the intention behind why you're ignoring their phone calls. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know. It's so funny you say that because I was going to say the same thing. I was like, man, nah, this one, like, to, to me, this one doesn't signal that much because yeah. I saw this funny meme, classic me, and it was like my, um, uh, oh God, oh my God, now I'm going to forget what it was, but it was like my toxic trait is responding in my head and not to people and that is like <laughs> me to a T. <laughs> oh my God, I've so, seen Right? So I'm like, this one isn't that big of a deal to me. (laughs) This is more the like, what am I trying to say? This is like the symptom of like other things, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like, but also maybe you're just an introvert. (laughs) 
but again, I think it's the intention behind, like, sometimes I'll avoid calls because of whatever reason, but it's like, I still really like that person. But I think it's like, are you avoiding calls because you're feeling one of these other things? Like you're, you're anxious when you hang out with them. Like you constantly feel annoyed by them. Like you've changed or whatever. Like, why is it that you're avoiding their text or phone call? And is, if it's because of one of these reasons, then maybe that's like a sign. <laughs> I don't know. Does Absolutely. that, I think that makes more sense, right? Yeah, no, I I totally agree. And I was going to say the only other thing that I could see is maybe you're avoiding more so their text than their phone call because you don't want to, like, make a plan to see them, you know, mm-hmm. or you don't want to kind of, you know, sometimes, like, yeah. I think we've all kind of phased someone out, and that's, like, the easiest way to do them is to, like, kind, of, kind of ghost, ghost them, them. <laughs> in between, like, texts or visits or whatever it is, and then it makes it, like, it's, like, people kind of get the picture, you know, but... yeah. Um, but I guess we've all been there, too. Like, you know when you have, like, those, like, mini falling outs with friends and they don't last, like, you're still, like, you work it out, but, like, in that time frame, you're just, like, you see their name pop up on your screen and you're, like, oh, hell no, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> yeah, doing like this, you know? <laughs> I was gonna say, I think the other thing is, like, either you're, yeah, or you're avoiding, like, the confrontation, yes. you know what I mean? That you're, like, the conversation or, like, whatever you know, like, inevitably needs to happen in order to, like, address the problem because I, as a very conflict-avoidant person, I'm, like, let me, like, really see how far I can push this so that I don't have to, like, address it. hmm Absolutely. All right. Do you want to do the next one? Yes, I sure do. You're reluctant to share good news or really any news with them. That's tough. I feel like at that point your friendship's already over. This gets into competition, which we are working on an episode on competition. We really want to make sure that we do that one justice because it's, I think it's like kind of like this episode, it's at the root of of a lot of what we talk about. And I think competition can sometimes go into this like sharing of good news or anything that really happens to you. But Mm -hmm. I think it's so true. Like as soon as, you know how like you have those maybe like four people and like a parent or something or like some type of family figure who those are the people that when something good happens to you, it's like you automatically have to tell them, right? Yeah, of course. And I think once people start sliding off that list, that's how you can kind of gauge like, oh, the relationship is changing. Yeah. No, that's a, that's like very, very true. Maybe I was a little bit too, too quick to rush into my analysis (laughs) of like it's DOA, but yeah, again, I just feel like this is like, a symptom of something else, like something else has like happened in your mm-hmm. relationship. And this is just kind of the, the like how it's manifesting. But to me, this is like a super big red flag. Like if you're not able to share good news, like I feel like something more dramatic has happened than just kind of like a natural parting of the ways. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I feel like something was said or done that made you feel like you don't have trust in this relationship anymore. Cause what this says is you don't, you don't trust this person. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not the type of person that you feel like celebrating with anymore. Yeah. You know, which is so much of the root of relationships is celebrating those wins and being there for each other in downtimes and whatnot. So when you lose that, it's definitely, like you said, it's kind of indicating something bigger is going on. Yeah. And again, I mean, this isn't necessarily the end of your friendship, but like, if you're feeling this way in a friendship, like, this is something that you definitely need to address because your friends 
should really be the people that you want to share that good news with. If you don't feel comfortable sharing that with them, something in the relationship is really broken down. Like you're Mm -hmm. in distrust territory. You don't feel like that information is safe with them for whatever reason. Um, And I think like, unfortunately, because I hate talking about these things, like you need to have like a pretty serious like sit down and kind of like understand like why it is that you feel that way Um, and like air your grievances if you need to. Yeah. I also think that if any one of my friends came to me and said, like, I really value you as a friend. And unfortunately, you know, over the past couple of weeks or months, I've been Mm -hmm. feeling like when good things happen to me, I can't come to you because of X, Y, Z. I mean, for me, I know personally, like my first reaction would be like, whoa, something within myself needs to change because it probably means like either there's distrust or maybe, you know, I think too, like, sometimes people go through really hard times in their lives Mm -hmm. and it's hard for them to see good things happen to people even if it's people that they love because good things are happening to them so maybe it's just something like that where like the friend needs to recognize like I need to step outside of myself you know and be Mm -hmm. what a friend is you know but I think to your point like this is definitely one of the things where if this happens it's absolutely salvageable like I think that there are definitely times within relationships that this happens that like you don't want to go to certain people for news or like when it Mm -hmm. says any news too like we talked about last week with the non-judgment piece of braving you know maybe you're someone who every time someone comes to you with something like you jump into helping mode and that person's like I just kind of wanted to like talk you know it goes back to what my mom always says like do you want help and advice and do you want me to jump in or do you just want me to listen to you like what do you need Mm -hmm. so maybe it's going back to that as well yeah no I love that as someone who always wants to jump in and help um (laughs) I think that this is very sound advice (laughs) totally all right the next one is you no longer have anything in common this is I mean I think this kind of goes back to like that you've changed and your relationship doesn't fit who you are anymore Mm -hmm. you know like you've changed and there's that common thread that you have like doesn't isn't true for you anymore and I feel like this type of friendship isn't I mean I don't want to like stereotype it but like this is one of those friendships where maybe you you had a bond based on like either like a shared hatred of someone or you know one one aspect of who you are as a person that you would do together whether that's like working out or like I I don't know like watching a tv show I I don't know whatever it is like I feel like it's a very singular focus in your friendship to begin with Mm -hmm. I don't know or is that crazy no I think so too like my first thought around this is like partying you know what I mean or maybe we always talked about like being the two single girls or something like that you know whatever or maybe you're like the only one in a relationship and that's what you talk to your other friend about like I mean I think Yeah, I'm definitely like that with a lot of my friends where, like, I have, like, different friends in different areas, you know, that I go to about things. And, you know, over the years, I think, like, more weaker tie friendships I've experienced this with where it's almost, like, weird because it's when you start catching up, it's usually, at least in my experience, I I don't know if I've ever experienced this with, like, a close friend where all of a sudden we don't have anything in common. It's been more of, like I said, those weak ties. But it almost becomes, like, awkward because you're like sitting there and and you're like what do we talk about because the thing that we used to talk about like doesn't apply anymore so that's why I think Mm -hmm. this one to me is really like 
I think you're going to naturally kind of separate anyways. And it's kind of that like going mutually on with your journey. Like this person, I think it doesn't take away any of the importance that they had in that period of your life. But to me, this like discordance isn't something that maybe you would experience in like a long-term friendship where you've had really deep conversations and they know a lot about you or they've been, you know, through these experiences with you. Like to me, this is kind of more of a, not like that, like elite friendship. This is more of kind of, they're still a friend and maybe you even spend a lot of time with them, but you never had a bond more than that kind of one thing that you had in common. Like, I don't think you have more than one thing in common with this person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Or like, it was one of those friendships where you never really went deep. So you can't even go back to that script of like, oh, well, like I feel comfortable going further. You yeah, know, it's just, exactly. it's, it's almost like more of a surface friend. I think so too. Like, I think it would be weird to have a conversation about how you're not friends anymore. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, mm-hmm. I think it's just kind of a, a mutual parting of the ways. And again, like I think this is where seasons of friendship really comes into play. Like they were your friend for a season of, of your life for whatever reason. And, and like they may have, may have been like really important to you. Um, it doesn't like diminish any of that, but it just means that that friendship, you know, didn't have the substantial foundation that maybe some of your other friendships have. Mm-hmm. Does it make it like less hard? And I think you can still mourn that friendship, but it, it, I don't think it, to me, this doesn't feel like as deep of a friendship. Totally. I am in agreement with you. (laughs) Yeah. All right. The next one is you're tired of setting boundaries and not having them be honored. Oof. Okay. Can I make a confession? (laughs) I think, I think we need someone. I mean, Nedra would be the goal, but she's very popular. So we need someone to come on the podcast and talk about boundaries because I feel like Maybe this is so dumb, but, like, I don't really understand boundaries. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, realistic boundaries that I've set. And, like, I do Mm -hmm. think that some people are really good at it and then some people are really bad at it. I think, and, uh, gosh, I don't know, maybe this sounds makes me sound, like, better than I am. But, like, I'm wondering, like, do I set boundaries without realizing that I'm setting boundaries? Because, like, I can't think of boundaries that I set. That's, I think, what's so interesting about boundaries is I think that naturally you do set boundaries, whether it's verbally communicated or, like, reinforced through other things, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Like, for example, like, I don't really like taking calls after, like, a certain time of the day. Like, that's my time to do whatever. So I just kind of stop picking up at a certain time. And I've noticed people call me less. Like, just things like that. I think that people naturally kind of pick up on cues we, mm-hmm. I think we talked about this last episode. The issue with boundaries is that they're invisible until they've been mm-hmm. crossed. Yeah. And I think so much of the boundaries that we set are really like nonverbal or really minor things like, no, I'm good. Or like, you know, I'm ready to go home or like, you know what? Like little things. It's not me saying like, I am done. And like being like, you know, overly like verbose about it. I think it's just like a lot of little things. Um, so if you feel like someone isn't, res- like, if you feel like you're setting boundaries and not having them be honored, I would just say, like, what boundaries is it that you're setting? Obviously, like, some are more important than others. Like, I would hope that, like, if you're setting a boundary, it's something that's really fundamental to you and your health. Like, I think that's kind of the point of a boundary. It's not just, like, arbitrary, like, little preferences. It's, like, really things that are, like, deal breakers or not for you. Um, but I think that sometimes like maybe you didn't do a good job communicating what that boundary was and how it was broken. 
So to me, this feels kind of like an easy one to address. And either someone is, I I think most people will be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't even realize. But if they're like, oh no, I realized and I did it anyways, then that's like obviously like very problematic. Yeah. I think what I would love to do an episode around and I would love to crowdsource our audience for some perspective on this too, because I know that when it comes to me, I think that what happens is that sometimes I think I might be feeling a certain way but I'm not able to, to, to understand the larger piece of, of what it is. Or like, I might feel, um, I'm trying to think of a good example, but like, let's just take your phone, phone call example. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, like, why are people calling me all the time? Like, I don't want to talk to them at night or whatever, but like, I feel like I have a hard time connecting the dots between like, okay, then I need to like only pick up in the morning. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like it would be really helpful if we like, thought about some of the boundaries that maybe a lot of people have issues with and like maybe this is where you guys could all come in and tell us like the boundaries that are really important to you because I feel like Mm -hmm. as someone who is less I think I don't know if I'm less comfortable with setting boundaries like I feel like this is silly but like I I just feel like I don't really understand them or like how they work in relationships and I feel like (laughs) I would need I need like people to I need to understand like more examples of them to help me Mm. make sense of boundaries because it just like does not compute in my head, which is interesting because last episode you said that boundaries were like one of your most important things. So I feel like this just like clicks for you, you know? You know, what's funny though is I feel like this is totally one of those things where I feel like it does click for me as like someone who grew up with like a mom who's like a school (laughs) psychologist, like, Mm -hmm. and constantly was like preaching about boundaries, but also like probably had done. Sorry, mom, but we both know it's true. (laughs) Um, But anyways, but I feel like it's, it's one of those things that's easier said than done. But I also think that like, one of the most valuable things that I've learned in like my marriage has really been around like verbalizing my boundaries and like mm-hmm. if I'm upset about something or something doesn't feel right like like knowing sometimes it's okay to say like I don't have the words to like put to this right now but I know that this made me feel like this way or if something upset me like not just letting it like linger but being like hey like this upset me because like xyz or like hey next time I need you to do this or like Mm -hmm. can we talk about like how we can make this work better but that was something that I think like I really learned from Steven and was something that like was really hard for me because for a long time I just harbor resentment or and not feel like I could talk about it because I didn't feel like people would maybe always respect it. And I think that that's the tough thing about boundaries um, is a lot of it because I'm like a big people pleaser is like not wanting (laughs) to like make other people uncomfortable. So it's easier just to go along with things or do things like, oh, I guess that's not that big of a deal for me when like it actually is. Yeah. If that makes sense. (laughs) No, that, that totally makes sense. And I think the other thing about boundaries that I think is really interesting is that I know that I have one friend who has come to me in the past and kind of, um, I think she was actually really good about boundaries and I think she Mm -hmm. was trying to, to, she wasn't trying to set the boundary. She was trying to understand my boundary actually, which is pretty cool. And she basically came to me and said like, is it okay when I talk about this topic And what I found was that my issue was that I initially said yes when I should have said no. And I didn't realize it until, like, the the boundary was crossed, even though she asked me about it, which I thought was interesting. But then I didn't know how to go back and be like, actually, (laughs) 
(laughs) just kidding like that that now is my boundary but I think that's an important lesson too that like Mm -hmm. you can set the boundary but then you can set it again boundaries can can change change it yeah Yeah. they're very malleable exactly and I think that there's also like short-term and long-term boundaries like Mm -hmm. some days I'm just feeling some type of way and like my boundaries are going to be different than like a normal day You know what I mean? Where it's like, I need more of this or I need less of this. And so I think it's like important to kind of normalize that like boundaries are always shifting, but -hmm. it's important that wherever they are, like they're honored um, and that, you know, both parties are like communicating what their boundaries are and kind of picking up on those, you know, whether they're verbal or nonverbal cues um, to make sure that everyone is like having a good time, (laughs) you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. And I feel like, too, the other thing, which I feel like would be so hard but would probably go a long way, is, like, when you feel like your boundaries are really being respected, like, thank the person, you know, for, like, being really conscious and and respecting those because I feel like – I know in certain settings I've been like, look, I'm doing such a good job, (laughs) you know, and then, like – you know, you don't get that thank you, but, like, I think people need positive reinforcement. Like, can we get a sticker no. chart for how, how many times I respect your boundaries? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think that that's so true. Like, I love that idea of being like, hey, I really appreciated it. How when I, when you told me this, like, or when I told you this, like, I noticed that you really did this differently. Like, that meant a lot to me. Like, I mm-hmm. think things like that also help your friendship grow deeper. Like, you're acknowledging that that person's growing and, like, you know, listening to what you're saying. And and I think that that's like really important in building like deeper friendships. Yeah, absolutely. I was listening to Esther Perel's podcast, who's this like world famous leading, um, like relationship therapist. And she does this really cool podcast where basically she has couples on and they do like in real life couples counseling that they record for the podcast. And it is just really interesting to listen to all of these different couples and their problems and how they talk through them and whatnot. And one of the things that she said once that really stuck with me is one of the times she was asking the husband, like if he ever thanked his wife for something random. And he was like, yeah, like I I think I did. And her advice was, if you can't remember, always just say it again. Like no one's going to ever be upset that you said thank you to them. And I was like, that is so true. Like that's one of those moments where it's like, if you feel it, say it, you know what I mean? And if you like be conscious of that, because I think Mm -hmm. a thank you goes a really long way. And a thank you for something that especially doesn't necessarily have to be acknowledged, like makes everyone feel so good, you know? Yeah. No, I think that that's so important. And it's again, just acknowledging that like someone is doing something for you or that someone has changed something um because of boundaries you've set like all of that is like super important um and yeah I I just think that that kind of positivity too like keeps fueling the friendship in like a really good way Mm -hmm. well I feel like it's it's clear we need to do a whole thing on boundaries because that went a lot a lot longer on that bullet point than I anticipated (laughs) well and it's here's the thing that's hard about boundaries is I think it is like it's such a tough thing and I think that you can be good at boundaries in one part of your life and suck at boundaries in another part like I've talked Mm. about this before I feel like I'm really good at boundaries in my like romantic relationship I feel like I'm getting better at boundaries in my friendship I suck at boundaries at work like I just do Mm -hmm. and I really struggle with it like all the things that I think that I talk about and hopefully the wisdom I bring to the table in friendship (laughs) and relationships like does not exist for me at work (laughs) 
it's a learning it's a learning practice you know and it's like mm-hmm. I always remember that like that's why they call it a practice because like exactly it's every day it's little things it's a win here a win there you know it's not it's definitely not constant unfortunately absolutely but you know the good thing about knowing that is like now I know what I need to work on right like mm-hmm. it's always a work in progress and you know the reason I got better at boundaries in some parts of my life is because I had to work at it you know and yeah. if, if you don't then it's not it's not going to get better <laughs> yeah absolutely and then maybe the next time we talk about it I'll be like a pro at it I'll be like guys here's the deal <laughs> anyone really a pro at boundaries though like I like would love to meet like someone who really feels like they're excelling at boundaries in all aspects of their life like and then I I want to talk to everyone who knows them (laughs) and be like is this true and confirm (laughs) can you confirm that this is true exactly (laughs) all right should we do the next one yep you're no longer getting what you need yeah I feel like that kind of goes to, like, you no longer have anything in common or, mm-hmm. um, you know, you've changed and your relationship doesn't fit who you are. Like, I don't think that no longer getting what you need happens overnight. I think that's really, like, a slow burn that mm-hmm. happens. And I think you start, I think you start realizing it, like, you know, in those micro moments where you spend together yeah. and it's like, wait, like, I used to leave drinks with them feeling like you know like empowered or like I used to go to this person um for advice and like their advice just like isn't hitting the same way or whatever it is and I think it's just you don't you don't get it and maybe there's other people who have come in and like they for some reason kind of give you more or whatever it may be but I think Mm -hmm. this one can be hard to kind of look at people and be like you know, you used to give me so much and hopefully I used to give you so much, but like that doesn't happen anymore. But again, Mm -hmm. I think it's really natural. And I also think, so I'm thinking about this more in terms of like a romantic relationship, but like to me, you're no longer getting what you need, like in terms of something. I think that there's a lot of different layers. I think it's hard Mm -hmm. to say like, sweeping across the board you're no longer getting what you need it could be worthwhile like if you care about this friendship to be like what is it that I'm not getting from this anymore because I've also had this like for example in my marriage there were times where I felt like I wasn't getting what I needed like emotionally from my husband and that was usually because he was going through something and felt like he wasn't able to give that to me mm-hmm. so I think that there's also something to be said for like what is it that you feel like you aren't getting from this friendship Like, is it that you feel like you're not getting, like, their undivided attention? Do you feel like when you go to them, they're not there for you? Like, you're not getting consistency. Like, what is it that you feel like they're no longer doing that they used to do? And maybe there's something going on on their side that, like, you don't know about. Or, like, they haven't been able to verbalize to you or haven't wanted to tell you because of whatever. But I I don't know. I, I think for that one, like, that to me could be worth having a conversation about because I think there's a few different ways that that could like manifest I love that because that did not cross my mind but I think it's absolutely <laughs> true it could be temporary you know yeah. and maybe it's that it also could have shifted you know like yeah. with a friendship you know romantic relationships are a little bit different because mm-hmm. I think we get you know more buckets filled from ro- romantic relationships but with friendships like Maybe they're a friend who used to give you, like, Mm. sage advice or something. 
And now yeah. the person, now they're like the person that you go to when you just need to like talk and have someone listen to you or something like that. You know, yeah. like maybe they used to be your party friend and now like they don't like to party anymore, but now they're like really good at, mm-hmm. you know, doing something else. Like whatever it is. I think it could also shift like what you, what do you, what you are quote unquote getting from them. Ooh, I like that. No, I think that that's really true. But I think regardless, like to me, I think this is something that isn't necessarily like a, this relationship is dead. It's just, I I think it's either like worth having a conversation or just refocusing on how that friendship maybe has changed and how they're feeding you in other ways instead. Mm -hmm. I don't know why this makes me think too about you know, this one is very, like, me-centric. Like, I'm no longer mm-hmm. getting what I need. But I also think it would be interesting to kind of flip the script a little bit and, like, evaluate from time to time, like, what you think that you give to your friends. Because Ooh. I wonder, like, what that looks like and how... Like, if you were to pull your... Like, do an anonymous poll or whatever with your friends and, like, see, like, <laughs> what people think that you... Like, the value that you bring to their life, I think would be really interesting. Like, before we hopped on to do this, I was talking to one of my friends. She's in the middle of wedding planning. She was, like, talking through her weekend because she did a bunch of, like, wedding planning stuff, whatever. And she was kind of talking through, like, wedding planner situations And to me, it was just, like, so clear. I was like, oh, clearly you go with this person. Like, duh. You know? And at the end, she was like, I just, like, love talking to you because you're so blunt. She was like, I was, like, going back and forth. And you just made it seem like it was, like, the easiest decision. Like, no questions asked. Like, of course it would be like that. And, like, it never occurred to me that it could be that easy. You know? And I was like, oh, like, that's interesting. Like, that's not really... That's not, like, the value I thought I provided. But, like, interesting that that's, like, really helpful to you. Mm Mm-hmm. No, I love that. And I think, again, like, humans are so funny and complicated. Like, we're such complex <laughs> beings. But, like, our understanding of ourselves is actually, like, super flawed. Like, yep. I think there's been studies done that basically show that your friends know you way better than you know yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, a stranger can tell from your room, like, what type of person you are. And, like, we struggle to, like, talk about ourselves in, like, five adjectives. Like, I yep. just think it's... Yeah, it, it's one of those things where what you think you might be bringing to the table is very different than maybe how what you're actually bringing to the table. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, well then we move into our three signs Ooh. that we came up with. So wow, move we're aside, so Nedra. <laughs> <laughs> we have Lulu and Lydia in the house now. <laughs> we're basically experts. <laughs> we are. Just kidding. All right. So the first one we decided on was that you always feel like you're in competition, which is like the worst feeling in the world with friends to me. Yeah. And again, I think this is one of those where like I know right off the bat, like I can name a couple friends that I do feel that way about. And I think for me, those are friends that are almost more in like group situations. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't necessarily hang out with this person one-on-one, which is why I think that the friendship is still kind of like going, if you know what I mean. But that feeling of like being in competition, to me, that also triggers like that feeling of like of annoyance or dreading spending time with them. Like I don't want to be competitive with people who are supposed to like have my best interests at heart. Like it's not Mm -hmm. something that like I enjoy or I'm looking for. Um, I, I think 
some competition can be healthy in some things, but I think when it comes to friendships, like personally, I really just want friends who are going to lift me up and like encourage me to do better. But I don't think that that happens like through competition. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, when I see competition, I think of a friend that I had and unfortunately I think what happened to us is that we became in competition very slightly with each other it wasn't like super Mm -hmm. overt but basically what it was was that like our insecurities fed off of each other like crazy and so it was like everything that I was confident in she that was her insecurity and vice versa and so we became in competition so slightly around all of those things that it was like it was this really weird feeling because I I could feel it in myself when I was doing it. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. like she was bringing out like everything that I felt insecure about that. I was like, Oh, like not only are you being competitive with me, but like now I feel insecure too, you know, like even outside of the competition. So it was like such a weird thing. And that I think is so like competition, I think is one of the harder things to talk to your friends about because it's kind of subjective I feel like someone could deny it. Yeah, totally. And I think that, like, for me, there's – I'm also thinking of, like, a friendship. And, like, this one was really hard for me where I really love this friend. And, like, we're still friends. And she's absolutely amazing. Um, But, like, we were in very similar, like, life stages, if that makes sense. Like, we – I, like, kind of saw us as being, like, kind of on the same, like, level, but, like, she, like, just bought a house and was, like, remodeling it, like, beautifully, and, like, that's what I want, but it was something that I just, like, can't have right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and and I was really struggling with it because I was looking at her and being, like, that's everything that I want, um, and yet again, Steven, way to go, but he was, like, you know, she made really different choices and, like, she's done really different things than you have, and, like, Do you think that maybe there's some people that look at your life and think about, like, how you're doing something that they really want to do, too? I was like, Mm, oh, my God, you're so right. (laughs) You know, like, I was building up this competition. And I think, like, a lot of things, like, the issue was really with me. And, like, I wanted something. And I saw that she had it. But then, like, she was a lot older than me. And, like, she had different circumstances than I did. And, like, it was kind of like me comparing, like, apples to oranges. Like, we weren't on the same level when it came to that. So it's like, I was building up this competition that was like potentially affecting our friendship. And it was like totally around like my insecurities and my -hmm. feeling like that meant that I was like not as successful or not as X, but that like had nothing to do with her. (laughs) It was like really weird. And I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) Absolutely. It's, it's such a weird feeling. And the other thing too, is that I feel like, you know when you, like, kind of meet people or you're friends with them, mm-hmm. whatever? I feel like certain friendships are, like, prone to competition. And that's yeah. really because, like, for some reason that friend is, like, something that you're not. Or they have something that you want that you don't have, whatever it is. But, like, you just know with certain people that, like, <laughs> there's probably going to be, like, some level of competition with them from the minute you meet them. You know? And then mm-hmm. others, it's, like you're just, like, not threatened by them, or, like, you can tell that they're secure, so, like, you feel more secure, you know, and you're, like, it's fine. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it is something that you kind of sense, like, right off the bat, but, like, the example I gave with my friend, like, I wouldn't necessarily say that that's the case. I think there's definitely different types of competition that you can experience, and I, I think it's a matter of, like, is it 
you that's it like is it mutual competition which I think is really different than like are you feeling competitive with that person and they have no idea which I also feel like happens too and I feel like unfortunately you have to have someone really real in your life like a significant other or like one of those friends who just like tells it like it is to be like snap out of it this is literally not an issue and you're like making it into a big deal and like you need to stop you know yeah no 100 percent um so yeah hopefully this gives you the tools to realize you know asking these questions like is it me or is it mutual competition because I think that will also determine like if you do want to like you know change that in a relationship like Either that's work that you need to do personally or maybe it is, like, having a conversation or, like, really actively addressing it in your friendship if you feel like that's, like, warranted. Yeah. (laughs) Except I will say I'm the type of person who would, like, never have a conversation about it. I would just, like, silently be annoying about it, unfortunately. Like, I feel like that would be such a hard conversation for me to broach. Like, I feel like I'm in – like, what are you supposed to say? Again, I think it kind of, like, depends on the situation. Like, if it's, like, a mutual competition, to me, that tells me that, like, that person probably isn't your closest friend. Like, I could be wrong, but, like, I don't... If they are your closest friend, like, I think that's a little bit unhealthy. Like, IMO, Mm -hmm. but who am I to say? Like, you do you. But (laughs) my guess is they... To me, like, the competitive friendships that I have are friendships where I feel competition. To me, those are more, like, peripheral friendships. Or Mm. if there is, like, an element of, like competitiveness that's like affected the friendship and it's not work that I can just do on my own I think that that's then like when you have a conversation like hey like this like I felt really competitive about this like I don't know why like you know I'm sorry if it like affected you in like xyz way like I didn't really realize like that I was triggered by this or whatever until it happened um so if it manifested in that way like I'm I'm sorry if it affected you like that's to me that's kind of the script that I could see Um, just, like, based on my own personal experience. But I agree with you that, like, normally that's not necessarily something you would, like, have a conversation about. Like, hey, I noticed we're competitive. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, The next one is you always feel emotionally distanced from them or just, like, not connected. I think this one's really hard because you feel really alone in the friendship, Mm-hmm. when this happens yeah and I think to me too what this implies is this isn't just like a one-off thing because I think that happens too and we've all been that friend too where you're just like not feeling super available for whatever reason but to me this is like it's a consistent disconnect yeah and it, yeah exactly it's time and time again and there's like nothing that you do like none of your usual tricks that would make you feel mm-hmm. closer makes you feel closer anymore you know because like maybe you go to them about something and then it's that you feel in competition or you feel annoyed by them or whatever it is so yeah. I think that this one is like this is the part of thinking about ending a friendship that feels sad No, it feels really sad. And again, I think like I could see some cases where like maybe the reason they're like super emotionally distanced for a while is like there's something really major going on in their life that for whatever reason, maybe they don't feel like they can share with you at that time. Like maybe they're still processing or or whatever. Maybe it's a symptom of something larger where for whatever reason they feel like trust has kind of been dissolved. So it's not to say that there isn't hope for this, but I think this is like one of the worst feelings is like showing up to a friendship like being excited to hang out with somebody and then just feeling like they want to be like every other place but there yeah 
Yeah, it feels awful. And likewise, I think it's really hard when you want to be there emotionally, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. and you just can't get yourself there. Yeah. And, like, that's, I feel like when, that's really when you know a friendship is kind of over, is, like, when you Mm -hmm. want it, but for some reason you just can't do it. Yeah, 100%. So... That being said, I think there's always, like, communication is so important. You know, if you if this is a super valuable friendship and you feel like there's, you know, the possibility to, to go deep here, I think there's a lot of reasons that this could be happening. But it also, you know, can be the sign that it's really time to, to move on and to put your energy into friends that are showing up for you emotionally and are wanting to connect with you. Because I think that's fundamental in any friendship and growing a friendship deeper. Do you want to read the next one? Sure. And our very last one, which we wanted to do (laughs) because it really feeds off of what we talked about last week, which is you assume the worst of them and the balance has been shifted. And what we mean by the balance has been shifted is that instead of you always speaking highly of them or going to your friends and, you know, talking about either how amazing they are, how much fun that you have together, or how they really showed up for you in this way or that, it, the balance shifts over to the negative part where, you know, you start complaining about them or you talk about, you know, the choices that they're making and how you don't agree with them or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, you just, you shift it. And I think it's, it's one of those things I think that this one can go either way. I think once you go over into this space, it's hard to get back, but it's not a lost cause. I agree. And I actually have like a friendship in mind when I think of this one. Like I went through, I actually think she wants to come on the podcast, which I'll be super excited for this episode. But like we had something happen in our friendship. And, you know, I think that like it was actually kind of mutual where we were both just like, like just not on the same page it is a more dramatic like issue in a friendship like I think that we could have ended that friendship like honestly but like she you know is one of my really close friends and like we actually had like a really long conversation about it and like have really worked on our friendship to the point where like we were able to reestablish this trust so I don't I don't think that it's like a lost cause but it is it's kind of like a no turning back kind of situation. Like either you just let this one go or like you're going to do some like real, like you have to do some real hard work to get it back to where it was. Like this isn't just an easy like, okay, maybe you misunderstood. This is like, no, no, no. Like this is very bad. (laughs) Like we need to talk about this and like probably cry. (laughs) I would love to have her on the podcast because I think that the other thing too is that sometimes you have to evaluate, you know, where you are in the friendship and like, do you have the time and the mental capacity to like do the work? Because yeah, doing the yeah. work in any capacity is so hard. It's yeah, so yeah. hard to want to go there to, you know, get into it with another person. Like you often have to evaluate yourself mm-hmm. in addition to the person, the relationship, whatever it may be. So it's just a lot. And, you know, you really have to care about each other and have something that's pulling you together and 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 understanding too that I think like what we are together is actually greater than what's pulling us apart right now so I think it's awesome that you guys were able to get through that because I feel like especially right now and especially as so many people are going through changes at this time of life and whatnot 
I think it's probably a much more uncommon story than it is common so I think it would be a really lovely story to kind of bring people in on and I know who you're talking about and I feel like she would be able to get really kind of like vulnerable and and Mm -hmm. and say things that would be really insightful to kind of give you know multiple perspectives to a tough topic like this yeah definitely so we won't we'll save it for that episode we won't go too in depth of it now so that being said like this isn't like you know the end of a friendship but it is like you know you're gonna need to do some significant work and to your point you know is it worth it to do the work or not because it's gonna be hard and like it's gonna have to happen on both sides like so you know know yourself know what you're ready for too and know you know if that friendship like warrants that type of like time and dedication and like emotional and physical energy because it's gonna be a lot (laughs) (laughs) a tough one for sure from experience it's gonna be a lot (laughs) you're gonna have to dig deep into some weird shit like (laughs) but you know I would venture to guess that the friendship is stronger than it's ever been and is probably in a much better space than it was before you even had kind of any of this weirdness it was and what's interesting too is I feel like a lot of the things that I talk about a lot in on this in real life actually came out of going through this process like I feel like I also learned a lot about myself like something that I thought was really one-sided it turns out that I was doing stuff too that really like contributed to this that I really had to work on and like that was super eye-opening for me (laughs) isn't that like the worst thing ever when you're like oh my god wait what I'm not perfect and I did stuff that hurt your feelings too (laughs) I was like oh wait I'm sorry is my childhood trauma that I apparently have like affecting our relationship well well (laughs) this is weird okay I guess we have to unpack this now (laughs) (laughs) it's fine Alrighty. Well, I think that takes us to the end of this episode. This was a good one. I'm so glad we finally addressed this, this topic. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, I think this one is one that we're going to be interested to hear our audience's perspective on too. And kind Mm -hmm. of, did we miss anything? Are there, are there pieces of this that you feel like, oh my gosh, like that's such a bigger piece to this that they, that we didn't go through or whatever it may be. So we'll definitely want to hear what you guys think. And we didn't do a question of the week this week. It's just because we felt like this was enough to cover it. And kind of the question of the week is evaluating like when, when is it time to end that friendship and do any of these things kind of resonate enough to either end the friendship or on the flip side, maybe just push you to think about the friendship and reevaluate it and push it into a better direction. I love that. Well, you guys can find us dropping new episodes most Thursdays and you can find us at Instagram at will you sit with me and TikTok will you sit with me pod. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>